0: Welcome back to the Get Into The Books podcast, where we review books and explore authors. In this episode, we'll be reviewing our fourth book, and we'll be having some interesting discussions about a book called Taking Up Space by Chelsea Kwachi and Oriel Ogobi. So Diana, just let the audience know how you discovered the book.
1: Other than our own uh, podcast, I also listened to another one uh, of my favorite at the moment, actually. It's called The Buckley Book Club by Diara. Uh, that's where I came across the book, Taking Up Space, and the authors, um, Chelsea and Oray. Their conversation on the podcast was remarkably interesting. Um, and the topics that they talked about were so relatable. Just from the conversation that they had alone, I was so intrigued about the book. As soon as I finished the episode, I remember um, messaging Amanda that we need to read this book. And she agreed. So here we are.
0: I was um, unfamiliar with who the authors were. I have seen the book online and it seemed quite popular at the time. If anything, like Dee said, she's the one that recommended the book. And I was looking forward to see what the book would be about. I'm aware that this is the first release on the Murky Books, which is a publishing agency. But just by looking at the title, what did you think the book would be about? The
1: first thing that I know is about the book book cover was obviously the title because it's in bold writing Uh, my first impression of the title uh, was what I thought about the meaning taking up space Mm. which means to fill up or occupy something Uh, my analogy of that is that um, if someone does not feel the right to take up space in the world they are literally going to get walked over their whole entire life and I think the title is the opposite of that Uh, to me it's about sticking up for yourself and being unapologetic about your existence and knowing that, you know, you have the right to take up space?
0: I don't even know, but for me, I'll probably say that I'd think the book was about someone who felt left out within their environment. I was just unaware of what it would cover, which brings me to why I wanted to review this book. It was simply just out of curiosity and also because of how popular the book was at the time. Also, reading the blurb made me want to read it even more because of what was pointed out. For example, it says... Black Girls, Your Journey is Unique, use this book as a guide. It made me question what would be discussed within this book. But just to brief it for you guys, Taking Up Space is about two black girls who talk about their experience in elite universities in England and it also includes the voices of others. They touch upon different topics including mental health, microaggression and even getting into the university. Reading this book has helped me view things from a whole new perspective and I learned so much by reading this and it was so relatable, well, except going to a top university.
1: Yeah, same really, uh, because when I thought about black people attending this elite university, the first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, they are very smart or they will get like a very good job, but... Um, until reading this book, I never thought about, you know, their experiences in these institutions and, you know, the struggles in their curriculum, etc. Yeah, so I think I've learned quite a lot reading this book. So, yeah, moving on. Um, at the beginning of the book, there's a page titled A Letter to My fresh Self." Ove wrote a letter to her self about what it means to be a black girl at Cambridge, which was inspired by her own experiences. The first two lines says... When you walk into your first supervision, you will probably be the only black girl in the room. And this actually made me think about Ruby Bridges, who was the first African-American girl to attend an all-white elementary school in America, um, just at the age of six. It made me think about how terrified she must have been just to be in that type of environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to think that this happened 60 years ago is just mind-blowing. But Hello actually made me cry when I th- when I thought about how black people even years later black people were well, in this case black women still have this fear of like feeling undeserving of being in certain places or like you know
0: feeling overlooked. Since we're even on the topic, this reminds me of when Chelsea talks about her opening day at Cambridge University, and she basically talks about how nervous she was even to the point where she felt insecure. And to be honest, I feel like some of the topics she touched on were very relatable to me, whether you're in an educational institution or not. She talks about barriers to entry, and I'm just gonna quote what she says. So she says, labeling some as able and others as less able can create a self-fulfilling prophecy in ways that can be detrimental to pupils and their educational futures. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Some of the teachers in school, like what they used to do, for example, doubting your worth and saying negative things can have a serious effect on you long-term. To this day, I feel like I still think about some of the things teachers have said to me that have hurt me. Mm -hmm. I feel like some teachers don't acknowledge the type of impact they have on their students, especially when they're putting their students down. And it's even worse when they do this in the presence of others, which can make you feel stupid, to be honest
1: yeah even like some things that were mentioned in the book thinking back to secondary school when teachers will doubt us like you said for example i was really good in history and i would i really enjoyed that subject i remember in year nine uh before picking our gcse's we were given our predicted grades right Mm -hmm. and my history grades were actually really good and when it came down to picking it i remember my history teacher she wasn't like she wasn't supportive of of my choice, and she basically said that I shouldn't pick it. I honestly think it's because she just didn't want me in her classroom.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> honestly. Um, at the time I thought to myself, okay, maybe she knows what's best for me. But thinking back, I literally allowed her to detect my future because only I know what's best for me. Um there's actually this part in the book that says the reality is that teachers of all races but mostly those who are non-black are unable to detach their subconscious biases around black students and what they are capable of it's almost as if we are being trained for specific functions within society as black women our ambitions are always capped and that is so true i just couldn't agree with it anymore mm-hmm. um because it, it actually happened a lot in secondary school. But you know what? Fast forward in college, I had this black teacher called Colin from Gay sixth form. who would always push me to, like, my best potential, whilst others would tell me how, like, I would fail. Um, like, I will never forget how much he was, you know, he wanted me to be the, the best that I can. I guess it's because, you know, he was black and he could
0: relate. To be honest, I don't know about you, but I feel like many of us, especially... Black African students have experienced when teachers have even mispronounced our names and don't even make an effort to pronounce it properly. I was doing a bit of research about this and one of the things I read said, telling a student they would prefer not to say their name reinforces a sense of embarrassment or shame in a name, which can have a debilitating effect on a student's participation in class. And I used to have one teacher in primary school that would always say my full name randomly like unprovoked I didn't I didn't like it and I didn't understand and he kept mispronouncing it and it's funny because some parents give their children English names for better opportunities my name's Amanda Walsh Mililunbo and I know some of you are gonna pause and think where did Welsh come from but yes that is indeed my name and I've grown to love it but yeah I've actually learned how to like love my name more but in primary school yeah there was this boy oh like I used to hate this guy. But he used to basically bully me because of my name. And the way he said it made me hate my name. And I don't understand why. Like, he'll just be like, I'm, in, I'm in a <laughs> Wait, he used to make it sound like it was a hex or something. And mm. I really used to get upset. And I felt ashamed to the point where I became very insecure. Mm. And when I got to secondary school, I don't know if they asked you this year, but you know, have they ever asked you if you had a name preference or anything like that? No Yeah like for me they just said do you have any preferred names But I just said listen I just want Milolo out of my name So I left it as Amanda Walsh And obviously over the years I didn't care anymore But Mm. when I think about it now I regret even more Because I embrace it now more than ever And I wish I had the same feelings back then But I guess I was younger and I wasn't thinking like this So yeah But fun fact the name Milolo actually means grace in my language
1: So yeah
0: I love
1: my name. Oh, that is so lovely. Oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Adding on to that, I can relate so much because in school, uh, when teachers will struggle to pronounce our names or like, or even like make jokes, we never used to flinch because, you know, we just didn't know any better. Yeah. But it was so wrong of them. Um, because I always used to feel like, how can you pronounce a non-black name that is spelled different from how it's pronounced, but you struggle with African names. Mm-hmm teachers always struggled pronouncing my surname but this didn't only happen in school it also happened at my workplace and they were always able to like pronounce other colleagues names right but when it came to mind they would say something like I'm sorry if I've pronounced your name wrong or and I just used to think to myself like why don't you ask me how it's pronounced Mm, (laughs) yeah (laughs) or they would say is it even an African name um had, Wait, they
0: questioned your surname. Yeah,
1: because you know a lot of people think like even when I started work, I remember my first day at work. Um, my manager was like she he thought that I would be from the Philippines.
0: Oh, cause he wasn't.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I to God, they're calling me I was thinking, how does that even sound? It was just ignorant of him. So in the book, there was a question that I picked up on, and it says. I would like us to answer it. Mm. Um, it says, why are black students self-segregating? Why do they feel a sense of imposter syndrome before they've even started the university applications to these elite universities? That's a good question. You start, you try to answer that. Okay. So for me, I guess it all comes down to fear of feeling like a minority. Yeah. Um, I think going from being a majority to a minority sounds very frightening to me. Anyway, so I can only imagine how it would feel like to other people Yeah, Um, because I feel like they probably feel like no one will understand them, their culture and who they are. Mm -hmm. So I guess it kind of takes away um, your identity. And I feel like most people that go to these prestigious universities most likely come from private schools yeah uh, the, that's what i'd think cause yeah because of the
0: standards absolutely i just think yeah, yeah I get what you mean. the
1: curriculum that they've been taught in private schools is completely different to those that um have been taught in uh public schools mm-hmm. so i would understand it will almost feel like an imposter syndrome. it will feel like these people kind of like deserve to be there because they've had a better education if that makes sense yeah so yeah alongside other factors that comes with these elite universities um i think it would definitely give me a huge sense of impulse and syndrome so i can just imagine what it will do for people that want to apply to these universities and what goes through their minds yeah what about you
0: um i don't know i believe there are many reasons for this for example like just like the university being competitive to get into mm. and then you know, the lack of diversity. Yeah. Cause when I think about it, even if I wanted to go to a top university, mm-hmm. there'd be so many thoughts like running through my head, convincing me not to apply. Yeah. And me being the only black girl in my lecture is definitely one of the thoughts that'd come to mind. Absolutely. Because I would think it's a university, it's not gonna be diverse and yeah. I'll just be concerned about that. I don't wanna like feel alone. And even with my grades, that like, don't get me wrong, they weren't perfect, but I know for a fact, <laughs> 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 I would have not got in. <laughs> I would just assume that they wouldn't even give my application a second look because these universities, like, they have such high s- expectations and standards. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to feel any disappointment, to be honest. And there's a saying, one of them even mentioned, that goes, if you don't expect anything, you won't be disappointed. So, yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, why do you feel like they'll feel the need to even drop out of university? situations like this
1: um so I will start off by explaining the reason my reasons right and I mm-hmm. didn't go to a prestigious university by the way <laughs> so my reasons for dropping out of university is com- totally different from those who will attend to uh, attend these elite universities because for me it's like I didn't feel out of place where I went to uh, mm-hmm. because I wasn't a minority there were people that were just like me we had more in common and I didn't feel out of my comfort zone but it had to do with me not enjoying my degree and wanting another career path. But I guess for these people that attend these universities, I guess it's more to do with like them feeling out of place. Yeah. And also in the book, they mention that sometimes like they will go into lectures where they are the only black people there. And that really sounds daunting to me because it just imagine in the in the in a hall oh, and yeah. you're the only black person there. I
0: don't feel comfortable. It's giving me gas vibes. Like, <laughs> no,
1: honestly, no, it was no, just. No, I, just don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't feel comfortable. And then when she spoke about when they would do a lecture about say slavery yeah. or about a history of a country in Africa, and everyone would, then look and at everyone at would that. turn. Just imagine. Just imagine. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I would <was> definitely. <laughs> Why are you like, me? <laughs> Literally feel like. I'm like an alien, basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and also another thing that they touched up on was not having enough black professors. And like I explained in college, I had a, a teacher, Colin, who was black. He was very supportive and that's the reason why i even did well because i had someone who understood me understood my struggles and who i am yeah so it was it was really good to have someone like that and that's what pushed me to do better so imagine these people not having you know anyone that can understand them it would have been really hard for them so i would understand why you know all these factors will add up to them dropping out of university but let me
0: even mention it by the way sorry let me just add yeah it's we're even just thinking about the students for you not to have like black staff as well yeah already concerning and you know what
1: really annoyed me is the fact that most of the people that most of the black people that these elite institutions hire mm-hmm. they they do like jobs such as like cleaning yeah staff world. member and i'm just yeah
0: why is why is that but can Imagine for students is already intimidating, but mm. imagine a black person wanted to be within a school facility. You're just thinking mm. like, it's not for me, and I don't want to be that person. Maybe you never yeah. never know what thoughts going through their head. To be honest, yeah, but it's a shame. But just to answer that question for myself, I didn't drop out of university, but I'd be lying if I said that the thought didn't come to mind yeah if it were up to me i probably would have not gone to university only because i didn't know what career i wanted to get into yeah whereas for these students they would actually drop up because of racism mm-hmm. feeling isolated and yeah. the lack of support from some of the teachers in the university that mm-hmm. always like experienced when she talked about the history curriculum in the university reading this was shocking but definitely not surprising mm. and i really underestimate the power of english history especially when she talked about you know she mentioned something about studying nigeria Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she said something along the lines of um they talked about the battle of hastings Mm -hmm. and what led up to it rather than nigeria or any west african history Mm -hmm. and from that moment on she already knew that she had to gain knowledge by herself and it's sad because i felt like she said she hoped that going to university would change that And can I just say how crazy it is that we don't know enough about our history as a whole. All the key things that should have been taught to us has just been hidden or ignored. And growing up, I had to learn about slavery through films. But I'm not going to lie to you, yeah, Twitter has been a big help. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you take out slavery, the racism we as black people have faced and still face in businesses and education Mm. and even other sectors is beyond me. As much as it isn't new, it's always a shock because you think that because we're in different times, it would. kind of go away but it's sad to say but i don't believe that racism will end unless people actually try to actually make a change yeah but just touching on that, i just want to ask your question in terms of like the educational system and our parents Mm -hmm. um how do you feel when you hear about parents putting pressure on their children to go to university
1: uh this question (laughs) (laughs) um in my opinion i think it's wrong but at the same time i understand why some parents do that especially african parents uh, because let's be honest most african parents are first generation immigrants yeah, yeah. who are working class because of you know lack of language fluency or social networks and understanding of, of um, culture norms mm. and i guess so they know the struggle of getting a good job etc so that's why they would want their kids to do better by going to university or even top university to study uh, degrees that you know will get them a good paying job um yeah, like for example like law, finance, medicine, etc. No, the doctor
0: one no. <laughs> wants
1: you to be a doctor. Oh my god, Africa African parent, you can ask the African parent. What like do you, mold, yeah. They would say it's either a doctor, doctor or, a or a lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. But um most of the time it's degrees that you know kids don't have no interest in, yeah. but they will just want to make their parents happy. I can't imagine myself being at university for six years studying a degree i absolutely hate mm. just to make my parents happy because i don't think it's my mind. life yeah. absolutely and you know in my case my dad has always allowed me and my siblings to do what we want but of course he's always want us to be like hard working because my dad was a successful man in congo mm. so like he would always tell us about his experiences which for me was enough you know, to inspire me to do better. No. Um. I think parents need to come to terms that university is not the only way to be successful. A hundred percent. But, of course, knowledge is important. Yeah. But, yeah. What about you? I feel like,
0: yeah, education is important, but you're right in terms of, like, you do not have to go to university be to be successful. That's a cycle I'm going to break by mm-hmm. force. Yeah. But... As for me, if anything, your parents should be your biggest supporters, but every parent's different, you know, Mm. and in my situation, I was just lost. (laughs) But at the same time, I knew not going to university would be long because of how my parents would react. Mm. And I don't know, I kind of have a 50-50 perspective on this. From my parents' point of view, Mm. they probably want like me to go to university to have a better future and in terms of financial stability because Mm. maybe they didn't have that or if they did have a good education they expect Mm. their children to meet their standards Yeah. and Aura even mentions how um, some parents force their children to study a degree and basically Mm. pick it out for them Yeah. or the child chooses to pick it out for them for their parents and I just feel like that's dead that
1: is so wrong that's
0: dead like my parents never forced me to pick a degree however it was just made clear that I had to attend university Mm. as in I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt yeah. like you're blessed when you have a choice because yeah. if it were up to me, mm. I just would have not went there. Yeah. I would have just worked because why would I study a course I have no interest in? Yeah, um, I don't regret going to university because obviously I learnt new things. I mm. graduated. I mm. met good friends along the way. But if I'm being honest, like mm. my sister even helped me apply for the yeah. course. And yeah. I just remember her saying, listen, just try it out. And if it doesn't work out, then just leave it. By the Mm. grace of God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I managed to pass each year and graduate. But if it wasn't for her, yeah, I probably would have just not gone university. I just know that I just don't want to be the type of person Mm. to be miserable. And Mm. obviously experiencing that, I just wouldn't want to. You know put pre- that type of pressure on my children yeah and that cycle will definitely end with me like you know breaking the rules and changing the game
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah adding on to that like one thing i've realized is that a lot of people nowadays i see on twitter anyway hmm. a lot of people are literally leaving their jobs to start a career in like something completely different from what they studied yeah a lot of people are finding like the creative side more appealing i yeah. can say yeah they want to yeah so i feel like you could do what your parents want you to do but i think later on in life you will come to a realization that it's your life and what you want to do is what you want to do yeah you're gonna basically let them live Mm. through you and i feel like
0: for anyone who's feeling pressured like talk to someone you know like i feel like a lot of us could relate yeah but and the one thing about
1: african parents they they wait until you actually make it to, <laughs> to, yeah, be to, like, respect you. to respect yeah. you, what you want to do and it's so annoying because i could tell mom yeah mom i want to be a rapper she just kiss her teeth I know When <laughs> money starts coming all african parents are the same no, once the but money starts coming through, through that's, yes, when, they that's when they start to realize, respect, you. Yeah. So, yeah but yeah um uh, moving on with that yeah we've actually touched up on some things I feel like there's so much that we could have touched upon as well. Yeah, but
0: we're not trying to give too much away. Yeah, it's
1: such a good book, definitely. Um, But I just wanted to ask what your opinion of the book is. Just like a summary. So...
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. I felt like every chapter taught me something new and mm-hmm. helped me view things from another perspective.
1: Yeah.
0: And I enjoy reading books like this in particular because I feel like there's only so much you can learn from history lessons yeah. and in school, mm-hmm. especially with black history. And Chelsea and Ori definitely touched on important topics mm-hmm. that we should know about in general. Yeah. And I definitely would recommend this book. And if you do decide to purchase this book, you definitely won't regret. What about you?
1: yeah same i really enjoyed reading this book because it was very insightful and as a black girl reading this book i felt seen yeah. even though i never attended at top universities but the issues that they mentioned were so relatable as a black girl and i feel like as black girls we all go through like roughly the same issues. yeah similar life. Anyway. yeah So, um, yeah, they touched up on so much. So much knowledge was shared from the beginning to the end. Um, I feel like this book is not only for young black girls who are about to start universities or who find themselves in predominantly white spaces, but I feel like it's for everyone to get a bit of understanding of what it's like to be a black girl. And lastly, I just wanted to ask, um, if there was someone that, you know, you could give this book to, who would it be? Think, think deeply. Like, who do you think that... Would take would use this book um to their best advantage. Um,
0: you know what? Yeah, mm. definitely my little sisters. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, because usually I recommend it to a friend, but yeah, I want to like aim it close to home. Yeah. Um, I just want them to be aware mm. and like you know, because they're black, I feel like it's very important for them to gain an understanding of what the educational institution can be like,
1: mm.
0: and I feel like it's better for them to know now yeah. so that. You know they have a better understanding of it as they get older but hopefully by the time they get to university mm. there will be a change and things will be different like for them yeah what about you
1: um yeah for me uh whilst I was reading this two people actually came in mind and it was my niece and nephew um Jaden and Kyra because mm. I just feel like they're extremely intelligent and I can see them you know ending up in one of these top elite um, universities, Amen. and I wouldn't want them going into this institution thinking that, you know, it's the same environment that they've known to be around, you know. Um, I would want them to have knowledge about how systematic racism is embedded in our educations. No matter, uh, I want them to read this book, read through the experiences of Chelsea and Orey to see that, you know, there will, be- there will come obstacles, there will come difficult times um because you know no i don't think anyone in my family has you know attended these top universities and you know to have like other people talk about their experiences i think it will be like a good thing for them to learn and to see what it's like going to these universities yeah yeah friend i really enjoyed
0: this discussion you know
1: i definitely did i wish we could have talked about more
0: but yeah because i feel like we've said enough yeah but we don't want to give too much away but with that being said guys thank you so much for tuning in so be sure to check out our next episode and keep a lookout for it so stay tuned and get get into the the books books. Bye. bye